0: marius welcome to the commerce talks podcast we met last week in uh, dubai um, i was under the impression that we were meeting because of a podcast recording but we were just meeting uh, uh, for like talking about like trailing and the business going on in dubai but i was able to convince you to come to this podcast before <laughs> i tell something wrong please introduce yourself and trailing
1: well, first of all, thank you, Alex, for having me on, on, on your show. Um, my name is uh, Marius Chavala, and I'm the CEO of Trailing. Trailing is set to become the largest and most dominant B2B marketplace in the Middle East and North Africa.
0: And how did it come? Uh, how 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 did you end up like uh, leading the... Biggest marketplace in this region, which is like, from my impression, I, I gathered in Dubai uh, last week, uh, most likely one of the most booming region especially for B2B material in the world.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. um uh, That is because, you know, in Dubai or the UAE, if you like, has always been that global hub connecting the East with the West with many resources made available, you know, for trade to take place, or the free zones, the ports, the trade shows modern customs and airports a lot more so um yeah we believe that the future of trade is digital and and uh, that future is actually also now so yeah way we, we, we want to shape the future is by building this digital ecosystem that is going to be beautiful beautifully designed and simple to use just like um uh, in what you would expect in in the in the b2c world so we're not really reinventing the wheel when it comes to B2B, but we have the opportunity to give our customers what they never thought they needed or could have. And being in Dubai you know, gives us that opportunity because uh, we're able to connect a vast network of potential buyers and sellers to a one-stop shop digital platform that facilitates the discovery and the cross-border transactions end-to-end.
0: And, and can you can you go into a bit more detail here? So, who is exactly uh, buying, and what have been the buying opportunities or the places where this person would have bought stuff before?
1: Yeah, the opportunities are massive. Firstly, if you if we take a look at the macroeconomic um, environment at the moment, right? So, you have approximately a trillion dollars worth of trade that flows through the region, and right now we put ourselves with a few other players in this space we make up less than one percent of this trade and according to certain studies within the next four to five years b2b e-commerce will probably reach around uh, four four to five percent that's around forty to fifty billion dollars now we cater for all types of businesses um, from the micro businesses, uh, the SMEs, the large enterprises, as well as the traders, but all supported with this digi- uh, fully digitalized procurement, if you like, logistics and financial services ecosystem. Now we, you know, B two B is so broad, and um, if we had to categorize uh, our focus areas, we're more leaning towards a retail focused marketplace rather than a manufacturing focused marketplace, you know, and the retail, um, yeah, we cater for anybody who would like to buy anything that they would like to resell, essentially, right. And, um, you yeah, know, we've, we've managed to acquire so many sellers from all over the world, we have 1.7 million SKUs across 14 different categories. And um, uh, food and beverage is one of our top uh, categories, followed by consumer electronics, and um, home uh, and products, and uh, we also have health and wellness products. So the, the 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 product product selection is pretty vast, and 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 um, you know, we cater for so many different types of uh, retail shops and, and 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 businesses that need to buy for their products uh, on a wholesale basis for them, perhaps even to consume right in large quantities
0: and um let, let's go into the customer journey of such such a product i am on your i'm on your um uh, homepage now and there's like an advertisement for lenovo thinkpad generation 4 um total price here is um 2340 dirhams and um which is uh, fairly below the uh, normal retail price and I can add it to cart with a minimum quantity of one. So even I, as a B two C customer, it feels for me. Even I, as a B two C customer, B two C customer, can buy it. So it's not necessarily needed to be a retailer here to buy like more than one piece. Because like an electronic stores uh, would most likely buy I don't know ten out of this uh, laptops um, uh, in order to resell it locally. How, how does it work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's because we also have a minimum order value, right? So you may be setting up your office and you need this laptop, but you may also need a screen and you may need a printer and you may need a few other things to set up your office, right? Um, so we're not going to restrict you to just buy, um, you know, to buy uh, a large quantity, but there is a minimum order value that would cater for typically businesses, right? But, um, yeah you, you as you scroll and browse through the platform you'd see that there are products that you know the minimum order quantity could be in thousands for example and you'd also have tier pricing right so the more quantity you need the less the unit cost is going to be and what we've managed to do in on the platform is create the capability of negotiating right and like in like in the offline world right in business businesses typically negotiate; they don't accept the, the 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 first price. So the capability we've created is that you can negotiate with the seller seamlessly on the platform. You have the price you want to give a counter offer. The seller can accept or give you another price, and this can keep on going back and forth until either the seller or the buyer accepts the 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 the, the last offer. And the order would be placed. Another thing you would not find, for example, in other platforms is a trade-in services. Let's say you're setting up an office and you'd like to buy laptops uh, or um, buy new laptops uh, for for, for your team. And let's say you've got 20, 50 laptops you'd like to um, upgrade. We have this trade-in service where we take back uh, the laptops that are used. And rather than them going to the landfill, right? We take them back. We 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 have channels to liquidate them uh, offline, and you get a discount on the new laptops that you're purchasing. So there's a number of things that you know we've managed to bring to the platform in uh, with you know with this kind of digital um, um, uh, experience that you know would save a lot of time and effort. Um, you know, when it comes to buying for, for, for your business.
0: What was harder? Was it harder to acquire a seller or was it harder to get buyers on the platform?
1: I think it's always the case to, um, that it would be harder to acquire customers than sellers because sellers already have the appetite to sell. Right. And, 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 there aren't that many channels when you think about it. Of how else can they can um, you know increase their market uh, reach, especially when we're talking about cross-border, right? Typically, what people would do, they travel, they go to a trade show, and um, you know they would meet people in person. And if it, there's a manufacturer or a brand that try to um, uh, you know they they try to uh, partner with a distributor, and then they're limited to that channel that that distributor has going digital gives the opportunity to you know tap into a much bigger uh population a much bigger um uh, spread of customers across the region not in one particular country for example right so across the entire middle east and north africa so it it it, it, it really helps uh, when it comes to acquiring customers then uh, the, the customer acquisition cost for a manufacturer or a brand by going digital is far much cheaper than you know, the uh, other channels that they may use or they're, they're accustomed to
0: what what kind of online services or offline services are you replacing on the seller side or on the on the buyer side so if i if i were uh if i were thinking about being um Um, uh, food and beverage retailer, small one, uh, mom and pop store in Dubai. So before trading, I most likely had my local connections to some other sellers or so where I got my special products from or I went to a a bigger market or so where I bought my products. So who are you competing with?
1: What, What we are geared up for is to solve four main problems. Firstly is the access to the global supply. Right, which today it is somewhat limited. Right, you'd have to do that discovery by going through so many different um, um, uh, websites and so many different channels. It could become, um, um, you know, very time-consuming, and 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 you may not necessarily land on the product or the seller that you're looking for. The other problem we're solving is the way orders are being placed requires a lot of back and forth, right? So we want to bring in, we want to to, to address this inefficiency when it comes to purchasing. And then the way or, uh, payments are being done. Yeah, we, we every business is different when it comes to, 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 to businesses, even more so. So we, we've created so many um, uh, payment, easy payment options. That, um, you know, that would cater for the different types of customers that we're, we're, we're catering for. And and then there's the long delivery cycles, which we see, especially in cross-border. And that, you know, it takes weeks and weeks. And and it is yeah, hardly the case that goods are delivered within the promise when it comes to cross-border B2B e-commerce. And these are some problems we're solving. So narrowing down our focus in order to make an impact We thought that we needed to um, focus on two main areas. One is the comprehensive logistic solutions. And and what we do is we help with consolidating the goods at origin. We help with the inspection and the registration. You you, You know, many goods coming into the region, they need to be registered and certified. We do that seamlessly on the platform, and, and you know, and we do all the legwork that's needed, um, you know, on behalf of the customer or the seller. And then there's the import and, and export on record services. If 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 you would like to buy something into the region, you don't have the right, right licenses in place, you may find problems when the goods arrive at the port. We do that on your behalf seamlessly again on the platform, together with, of course, the freight and the fulfillment. We've got our own fulfillment center in the free zone and outside of the free zone. So here's where we're giving a service to the sellers now where we're holding their goods in our fulfillment center. And when a customer is looking for products, when they know that they can receive the goods same day or next day, even if the price could be slightly higher, they often go for it. Right? So here we give that kind of service um, um and giving an advantage over other sellers basically who are keeping their goods in their country. And we also do the last mile delivery service, the last mile making sure that the goods are being delivered within within the time frame that uh, we've pro- we've we've promised our customers. The other area that we've 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 focused a lot of our technology and efforts in is in the fintech side of things. As I've mentioned, you know that we've created as many easy payment options as possible. Starting off with cash on delivery, it's still, when it comes to the smaller uh, businesses, cash on delivery is still the preferred method of payment. But we do that in a very smart way. We've got our own uh, cash deposit machines in our delivery stations, right? So the the handling of the cash is, is, is done in a very seamless and efficient way. And then we've got credit card and credit card installments recently. This is where it gives an an opportunity or advantage uh, for local customers um, to use our platform as opposed to an international platform. Because when they're paying on their credit card, they could uh, have uh, credit card payment installments where they would pay even up to 36 months and in some cases, uh, interest-free. With fourteen or sixteen different local banks, we've got the bank transfer, letter of credit, invoice discounting. But one areas where one area where we are really innovating on behalf of the customer and giving them what they never thought they needed is credit terms. We have integrated partnerships with a credit bureau, with um, uh, an export and import um, um, insurance agency, where we're able to capture as much data as possible and feed it into our credit assessment engine. And we are able to give credit in a safe way to customers without them necessarily asking for it. So they wake up to a, a, a WhatsApp call, a message or, or a SMS letting them know that, hey, you've got credit on, on trailing and you could go and buy your things without necessarily pay, uh, paying uh, on checkout. And this really has an impact on, you know, if you like, the lives of the people behind the businesses that we serve. And we see that the adoption of credit terms in B two B e commerce um, is, is 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 growing rapidly. Um, yeah, you know, our if we if we look at just the first quarter of this year, around close to twenty percent of what we sold is through the credit terms that we've offered to our customers we've given millions tens of millions of dollars to hundreds of customers uh in 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 the UAE um over the past two years
0: but but those credit terms just to stick with the credit terms and i have a question on the free zone concept uh, too those credit terms uh you're working together i guess with like a local bank so it's not money you need on your own balance sheet it's rather something you can uh, uh you can work a bank with
1: Well, this working capital is a mix, right? We've got uh, our own pool of of, um, um, funds that we use, but we've also partnered with a few uh, fintech companies, uh, digital banks as well, and a few other banks in in, in the country where they're all participating and supporting our efforts in extending credit to our customers in this very safe manner.
0: Mm. Okay, got it. And the the free zone thing uh, we had a podcast guest here uh, explaining a bit about the free zone but can you elaborate on this a bit uh, where do you need to free zone for and why do you have like warehouse capabilities within the free zone and outside the free zone
1: yes um in particular dubai is a re-export um, uh, market as well around 60% of what's imported is actually re-exported right, to the neighboring countries or even beyond that. So it's a great hub. You know, we've got, um, uh, I think, more than 30% of free zones in the world are in, in in the MENA region. So it helps a lot when a brand or manufacturer would like to buy products and distribute them across uh, the region. It serves them well by bringing the goods into a free zone, hold them there, and then break back that quantity uh, uh, to to the various destinations that uh, they would they, they need to serve. And then the transportation could be either by air or by road. Um, um, so it really helps sellers, you know, to avoid paying tax, um, uh, import tax, at a time of uh, landing uh, in, in in the country and um because it may not necessarily be the 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 last destination basically
0: okay okay got it but though the free the warehouses what with outside of the free zones then serve the purpose of like um helping customers uh in dubai getting their stuff so that, that's, that's what
1: it is for. Correct. That is, uh, yeah. So uh, the free zone, the warehouse in the free zone is mostly for uh, importation of uh, goods and re-export. And then uh, the warehouse outside of the free zone is mostly to accommodate local-to-local business, uh, business-to-business transactions.
0: Okay, okay, got it. And you said you have like millions of millions of credit uh out there helping your helping your customer. That sounds like a huge business. So it's not just a startup anymore. It it serves like tens of thousands of buyers and sellers. Can, can you tell us some numbers, something that gives us a better understanding of how big Trading actually is?
1: Yes, of course. Uh since our launch, the uh, the market was received the platform was received really well um by 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 the users we see that we had close to we have close to half a million unique visits to our platform every single month and we have one of the highest conversion rates to registration today we have two hundred thousand registered users um on the platform and um and what we see is that when customers come and they register and after their few purchases we see that both the retention as well as the average um, spend uh, on the platform increases over time. As they get a taste of the efficiency on um, uh, buying on on our platform, they tend to stay. And especially when it comes to the value-added services, right? So if they've got the credit and they have a really good uh, delivery experience, they don't necessarily need to yeah, l- um, look outside of our platform because we've got the selection and and, and we've, we we all couple it with, with uh, the service. What we see happening is some buyers actually bring their sellers to the platform, either because they want to benefit from the credit terms that otherwise the seller wouldn't uh, be providing them with. Uh, or, and what we also see is sellers bring their customers on the platform, right? That's because... You know, they take advantage of the um, uh, yeah the, the distribution network we have, and and, um, and and yet again also the credit terms that we offer. We take that headache, if you like, away from the seller. They can focus on their business, whilst we serve the customers um, in 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 this digital format.
0: Mm-hmm. okay okay get it understand it and you're talking about services a lot like for the buyer and the seller side so usually when we are talking with like b2c marketplace concepts um the uh, the triangle of success is uh, a, a vast assortment like all products you can think of um quick delivery and best prices if i listen to what you're saying you say the services you are providing could be the credit service or the next day delivery service because you have it in your, in, in your warehouse are outranking the traditional factors we, we know from B2C. So um, services are more important than prices, uh,
1: um, just to sum it up in one phrase. Um, would you agree? Um I think it's a combination of all. Think of it as a fly, really. You need the product selection. With more product selection, you increase competitiveness. And with more competitiveness, you know, you, 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 you increase the customer engagement, right? And, and, and purchases. But you've got to have, you cannot just give good credit and good delivery service, but not have the product selection. And likewise, you cannot have the product selection on its own without uh, the services that need to come with it. So these components need to marry really well within the platform. And, and that's what we tend to do good, uh, really well, right? Um, uh, where everything is connected. And, and so the product selection is super important, but as a generous platform, it is very hard to, give, uh, to focus on just a few categories, right? Uh, and really be good at each of the categories. So what we did, we started off with food and beverage. Uh, that's one of our you know, fastest growing um, uh, category. We've got consumer electronics as well. We see that, that there's, there's there's a massive selection for that uh, for that category, and many others. But um, we tend to go to categories that. Does not necessarily need customization. Does not necessarily need um, uh, any specialty, if you like, you know, in terms of um, uh, handling. So it, we we, we what, what we build as a product on the platform, we try to do it that caters for as many customers as possible across as many categories as possible across as many products as possible. This is why automotive we have but we don't focus on it because the experience on the platform for automotive would have to be somewhat different right for it to be a real seamless experience you might want to have the capability to select the brand and the model of the car for example and uh, the year of manufacture and all of those things but that would only cater for automotive not so much for other products um across the different categories so this is why you know it's a challenge when it when 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 you operate a generalist platform um, um you know we try we try to cater for as many customers as possible across many categories
0: how do you manage growth these days so i understand that a uh, uh, huge assortment um brings like more competition and therefore it it creates a much more compelling uh, um a product a positioning for, for for the marketplace but You've told me that you're in the initial phase you've grow you've grown like forty percent from months to months and like uh um uh and, and you're still sticking with like um one hundred percent plus growth rate on a yearly base. So how do you manage growth on your
1: platform? Well growth is one of our uh, biggest good problems, if you like. But one way how we go about this is as a startup we've also got to say no to so many things so that the few things we say yes to we try and do them as well as 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 we can um and, and and that's how we 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 this is the approach we have taken so it's not so much how many products we have it's not so much how many registered users we have it is the engagement of the users with the platform that we focus on the usage of the platform and what we, the metrics that we focus on is you know how many customers have returned how many customers how has the average order span increased and um, how many has the repeat buy of the customers has has increased these are the metrics that we focus a lot more so it's a bit more quality versus quantity if you know what I mean
0: yeah, yeah, I I I to- I totally I totally I totally understand but is there like a growth limit so uh, you're you have reached already like a uh, a certain base which is yeah very impressive but could you could you could you still manage to grow like another like 100% this year and next year and the year after or is the growth flattening flattening now
1: No the gro- the growth is still um uh, on the rise but what we what we tend to do is enable our sellers to perform and own their business on the platform, right? So the features that we create is in a way that is scalable. Think of, for example, an RFQ, the request for quotation. They don't come to us as the marketplace operator. We don't quote to uh, to our customers. It is the sellers who are quoting uh, to the customers. And, And so we focus on the enablement of the customers and the sellers to interact and collaborate online right and and that's how we see the growth happening um um, you know as we build this critical mass of buyers and sellers on the platform it is the features the product that we have as the platform that uh fosters that growth and 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 retention of course is one of our you know um metrics that we, we 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 focus a lot on
0: one of the things um, B two C customers and B two B customers are afraid of is fraud. So, and this fraud you see definitely on Amazon marketplaces or other marketplaces is brought into the the game because um, sellers are playing the platform. They are like they they provide products or provide product data and say, okay, you can buy it from me, but eventually it's not got it. It's it's not delivered. Quality is bad. Return mechanisms are are not working. So. How much, how much of your team's resources do you do you focus on this fraud prevention, vetting sellers, uh, um, going after like fraudulent um, product listings? Is, is it in? Is it a topic you're invested in?
1: It is absolutely because ultimately, if a customer gets a ba- um, yeah you know, gets a bad experience because a seller did not fulfill their order or did not fulfill the order to the, expect- the expectations of the customer. It is our platform that is perceived as not being, uh, you know, meeting those expectations. Mm. So there's a very robust um, onboarding process and verification of the sellers that are really own the product. And they say that they are uh, they are listing, and and they've got to show documents at the time that they 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 come on board. And what we also do do to give a little bit more peace of mind to our customers as i've mentioned is the product inspection and certification right we've partnered with sgs which is a global company um, that does this uh, product inspection with as little as 75 dollars uh, one could have their goods that they're buying from a seller outside of the country inspected against the criteria of of um that that, that they provide and 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 they will receive the right quality um, uh, certification of uh, the quality that they're expecting so uh and ultimately there's also contracts and place? who's yeah.
0: providing this you are providing this or like an external third party
1: so we we enable it on the platform with an integrated partnership with sgs with sgs is a company that um, you know as a worldwide company that that uh, um uh, provides uh, product inspections and certification services
0: Hmm. and okay got it so this is a, this is a thing you're definitely taking care of because this is something that would hold me back from buying stuff at aliexpress or alibaba.com because sometimes it's so hard to find out if this is what is behind the platform is really true or if it's just like a, a, a fake a fake listing so your your core business model is most probably um earning uh earning like a commission or do you have like i don't know um retail media income or other third um other income that provides like the main revenue streams for your platform
1: so there are, there are mainly two or three of you like uh revenue streams one is of course in the marketplace we take a commission take rates um uh, that range between um i believe five percent and nine percent and they're also published on the platform and when uh, on every transaction and then there is also um um, markup or margins that we make on the products that we take a risk on so we buy certain products we keep them our fulfillment center and um you know of course we we sell them at um at, at a profit and uh, but we're ensuring that we're still competitive of course mm. and then there's the value-added services today we do not really focus on monetizing on these services most of these services are actually um offered at Either for free or even um, just at cost, but uh, yeah, for us the goal is mostly to facilitate and foster uh, trade in a digital format, um, and, and, and was making sure, of course, that we're building a sustainable business that will, 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 will yeah, you know, the business will will have a a, a, a future as well, um, a sustainable future.
0: Okay. Maybe let's, um, let's talk about like two or three like macroeconomic, uh, um, um, things here. Um, as we were just like, uh, digesting the very fresh impressions from Dubai last week. So my feeling was that it, it, Dubai is booming because of, uh, so many like people from, uh, from Eastern Europe or China moving to Dubai. Even like the second palm is now reconstructed. The world is the world project. The islands are. Uh, uh, are with like some private real estate developers now. So, and my understanding is that that must be like a big, uh, um, uh, a, a big push for many many businesses. You're you're working with. What's your view on Dubai as a marketplace today?
1: Well, I think it's not just Dubai, but it's the entire MENA region. Right. We see that although global trade is said to be growing at around three percent this year uh, on the previous year dubai or the uae in particular had um uh, yeah a fantastic 2022 i think they 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 they've, they've announced that uh, international trade um, um had reached record high um, um and of around 14% year year on year reaching around above 2 trillion uh, 2 trillion dollars uh um in 2022 and we see that also, um, happening in, in, um, when it in Saudi Arabia, right? Uh, we see that the imports ha- in 2021, for example, has increased around 11% from 2020. Uh, I think it, 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 it um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it, 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 we see all of these countries in the MENA region, um, where trade is actually uh, on the increase and um, uh, booming, yes.
0: Okay, and what does it mean like for the geographical expansion for trading? You're saying it's um, Africa and Middle East, but what what does it mean exactly? Is it like Egypt, Saudi and, and Dubai, like 90% of the business, or is really Kuwait and Bahrain and Qatar and Oman, are they really contributing to the platform?
1: Yeah, and that's the beauty of digital, right? Because we don't necessarily have to be present in each of these countries today we serve Saudi Arabia we serve Oman we serve Bahrain we serve all of the neighboring countries uh, remotely so we you know we are based as an office and, a, and and warehouses in Dubai but we serve all of the mina region we've sold you yeah, know tens of containers uh, to egypt for example you know and 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 uh, in this case i remember um, these products are actually for uh, paper that is actually produced in the uae and exported uh, to egypt so we intend to grow our footprint within pa- the region
0: pa- sorry but, sorry paper is produced in the uae
1: yes how yes, do they
0: produce yes. it where there's no
1: wood there is there's a couple of uh, paper mills and mm. um, um yeah and <laughs> uh, this is one of um, uh of the products that sells uh, a lot on our platform and uh, we we probably you know we move many containers a month of this uh, paper so there's, there's 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 a lot of trade happening intra-region right and that doesn't necessarily have to be um uh, all coming outside of the region, you know. So, you know, UAE to Saudi Arabia, and Saudi Arabia to UAE and to Egypt. There's a lot of trade uh, crosses uh, borders within the region itself.
0: Okay, then let's stick with the with the pa- with the paper containers here. So, what prevents the company who is buying that is buying, like I don't know, in Cairo, uh, ten containers of paper every month from the company in the UAE who is producing it? Reaching out to the paper mill directly, trying to save the, uh, the 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 margin you are earning.
1: Yeah, because as I said, it, saved, it it serves both the buyer and the seller, right? So for the seller, they just focus on producing paper, and what we do, we look after the supply chain, right? We look after the logistics, we look after uh, the payment. They just focus on 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 on, on producing the paper. And perhaps this customer they did not have before, uh, and perhaps they they started off that discovery through the RFQ and and, and the seller as 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 quoted um, for 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 the paper on the platform itself to the customer, and maybe they could have negotiated online as well. So yes, you know they can uh, take the business offline, but it's all about creating value in the platform for them to stay right and that's what we 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 where where we put our focus
0: mm, okay yeah to- yeah to- totally makes sense but i my understanding is and i think this is a good example is when the uh when the turnover like on a monthly basis is like you know um, surpassing hundred thousand uh, dollars then it makes sense to reach to reach out and to try to establish some of the risk mitigation um, tools uh, directly but you say trading is like big enough as a platform that it doesn't make sense to go this route from from a seller or buyer perspective
1: yeah Uh, it serves them well to do this because again of the all the value-added services so it's a discovery it's the value-added services that uh keep the customer to um uh, use the platform for 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 buying these products and um and 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 think of it as a seller right the paper mill in in dubai for example right um we've got we've we've brought them customers that they didn't have before we got them orders that they didn't have before they had to increase their production uh, of paper we are feeding them with more orders and more 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 business essentially why why would they want to take you know if they take that business offline they they would on the contrary what they do is they 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 take more ownership of their business on the platform and it becomes another channel for them to sell okay. rather than trying to take it offline where they would require to have you know, people, um, the inefficiencies of, of offline and, um, you know, the communication that you know, does, you know, that, you know, takes a lot of time, basically, and effort and um, a headcount at the end of the day.
0: Okay, got it. Then my last question is, so you've said you cannot focus like on all all uh, categories at the same time. Uh, you've just mentioned the automotive, uh, the parts uh, industry, and there's like many, many other um uh, trade areas uh, which are like super specialized like manufacturing uh, uh construction material and many more would you say there's like space for more trade links like in just in different areas in the same region or would you expect that you can uh, uh you can consume all or you can aggregate uh, consolidate all this area on one platform in the future
1: well we have a very big ambition to be the largest. Uh, yeah, digital ecosystem uh, for any b2b transaction uh, in the region however as i said earlier um, you know we make up less than one percent of all of the trade that flows through through the mina region so there's a lot of room for many more players especially when it comes to specialization right um in, in in manufacturing or or you know building and construction materials or machinery and pharmaceuticals um, there's, there's a lot of room for businesses to take, um, you know, to, 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 to become more digital basically. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would encourage, um, um, you know, any, any business, any manufacturing, um, company, you know, to consider having, um, um you know, th- their own platform if need be, you know, when they specialize in certain products, um, especially when it comes to customization. Um, the future of trade is digital, so it is. I think there's a lot of room for a lot more players to come into the space and 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 um, you know and 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 and, and navigate um, a new way of doing business
0: yeah that sounds interesting so i think all the ones that are not yet uh uh doing business in the in the region MENA region especially dubai or or saudi um they gotta think like a big interest and taste now how it can go um um, there um marius thank you for your time thank you for all the enlightening information about like building such a big and interesting marketplace um in the region and see you soon